You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. You know, on one hand, when you when you shop, when you have like a retail experience, even online, even digital experiences, you want to kind of feel something. You yeah, know, a lot of times yeah. people shop because they're bored. They want to try I something mean, I new. Will, they do something different. I will consciously pay more mm-hmm. to um, to have a good experience while I'm shopping. I don't like grocery shopping. Mm. I do not like it. Um, I rarely like. I rarely feel as if I have the time for it. You know, I work mm. a lot. The last thing I want to do is go, you know, walk around, uh, you know, a dull, sterile, like all white Walmart that's yeah. got people running around and kids screaming and it's got that Walmart smell looking for Walmart and, has yeah. a Walmart smell. Yeah. And just, <laughs> it's not I bad. It just I, smells like Walmart. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, I got a few free moments and I've unfortunately got to spend it doing a chore. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is have that chore be stressful. So I go to Central Market mm-hmm. and Central Market, it's kind of um, a almost like a Whole Foods type thing owned by H-E-B. I don't know if mm-hmm. they exist outside of Texas. Um, I don't even know if H-E-B exists outside of Texas, actually. H-E-B might not even exist outside of Texas, but I've never seen it's, <laughs> it. The best way I could describe it, if you've never been to a Central Market, is imagine Take Whole Foods approach to healthy, unique options, you know, Mm -hmm. not something you're going to find at a Walmart or a Target, very high quality produce, very high quality fresh meats and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, organic pasture raised eggs and all that really great stuff and take it up a notch from there and a wonderful like layout, wonderful experience and the the they focus way more than Whole Foods, in my opinion, on creating an excellent experience in the store. Uh, the Whole Foods CEO, even because they started in Austin, even credited Central Market said they were our biggest competitor early mm-hmm. on. Might not be anymore because Whole Foods is you know more national. But having said that, oh my gosh, I go in there, and it's just the way that they have the lighting and the way that like. They put all the fruit and it just makes mm-hmm. the, the area where the fruit is, is so colorful and oh, it just feels so full of life. I'm like, <laughs> I could go in there just to get an apple and a banana and I'm probably paying triple what I would at Walmart and yeah. I do not care. I'm like, so <laughs> I'm just thankful. I'm like, at least I get to be at Central Market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really like the experience makes such a difference. And I think, I mean, that's something you see with on the other side of the spectrum, someplace like Aldi. So like Aldi is almost, I mean, you know, deliberately is on the other scale of that, right? Like yeah. they, they're very simple. It's all store brand, but that's because their whole reason to be is for people to save money. So they've set up the yeah. experience in such a way that like they cut all the corners. But if you think about something like a Whole Foods or even, you know, like a Trader Joe's, right? Like it's, they want it to be a pleasant experience because they know if it's pleasant, you will spend more time there. You'll put more things in the basket, and yeah. really, once you get something in the basket, like it's all over because then an endowment yes. effect kicks in and you start to sort of like imagine, oh, yes, I really need these whatever, you know, 
like fancy almond milk. I need Say the fancy again, almond the milk. Endowment effect. <laughs> Yeah, so the endowment effect basically says that like owning something or the intention to own something makes us less willing to give it up. So a good example, like Ikea effect is a type of endowment effect. So, you know, I co-create something. I, I put this furniture together from Ikea and, you know, in the experiment, they put it up in auction and the people that had built the furniture rather than just being given the fully assembled furniture, they they wanted it to go for more. They bid more for it. They felt mm -hmm. like it was worth more. Another example might be, um, you know, you if you think about if you've ever lived in a house for a couple of years, five years, six years, and then it's time to sell the house. Um, yeah. You know, real estate agents come up against this all the time. You think, oh, this house must be worth five hundred thousand dollars, and they go, well, no, 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 like slow down. It's just closer to like four twenty-five, and you think, well. Well, no, it can't be because I've lived here and I'm bonded with this. My kids grew up here. You know, <laughs> you have an emotional attachment to it. You don't yeah. want to give it up. You feel like it's worth more than it is. So endowment effect, like there's a lot of different ways it can happen. Um, even in the digital sphere, they find that when you shop on an iPad or a phone and you swipe a product, you're touching a product. So, you know, it's I'm not even like grabbing it and putting it in the cart. That makes me bonded to it. That makes it more likely that I'm actually going to buy something because I'm interacting with it. I'm touching it. Even things like haptic imagery. So hapt haptic imagery, basically, if you have, you know, like this is a little remote control for my lights, but like, you know, you see something with like a phone in someone's hand in an ad, that's haptic imagery that makes you bond to it a little bit more than if they just showed the phone because you see someone touching it. You see someone like owning it. Okay. You can kind of put yourself in that. Yeah. In that, uh, you can kind of associate how this product relates to you and go, oh, I can imagine myself holding that. Okay. Exactly. Well, subconsciously, this is kind of happening. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. You're not lot. You're not thinking. No, you're not it thinking it to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, the same thing would happen. <laughs> what if a you nice family into... enjoying this. Uh, you know, their <laughs> freshly clean tied, uh, laundry detergent. Yeah. No. Yeah. One, yeah. No one's thinking that out loud. Yeah. No. No. Um. Yeah. I think the other thing to think about too is like putting things in a cart. Um, so Ikea, I talk about this a little bit, how, you know, Ikea basically has one floor plan and they've got some like urban Ikeas that are a little bit smaller, but, um, essentially you go out to this place, you drive out into like, you know, wherever it is outside of the, the city where you live in the suburbs someplace. And yeah. It's a huge box that has a one-way system has a track system, right? You come in and you walk and you walk and you walk and you walk and you walk, you go up the stairs and you walk, 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 walk some more. And then you go up the, and before you know it, like you just have spent so much time in there. And because it's so big, you know, I see a lamp and I think, oh, that's a really cute lamp. I don't know how mm -hmm. I feel about that lamp. I kind of need to think about it. I, well, Ikea is huge. And I think it's something like, it's like three football fields to walk or something. It's crazy. Um, so you say, oh, well, I'll put it in the cart just for a minute. I'll just think about it. Mm. If you notice, like in the grocery store, you'll see places where people have taken some out of their cart and just stick it up on a shelf, Walmart, like wherever it might be. You don't really see that as much in Ikea because <laughs> no one is going to go back and put it away. And they have it in yeah. the cart for so long. You know, some of the research has said that, you know, people have started to, um, yeah, some of the research has done with things like concert tickets or basket, like UNC basketball tickets, things like that. But this idea that you're creating pre-memories, like, oh, that lamp is going to look really nice in my office. Mm, I'm going to put it next to this thing. Okay. And, and then, yeah, you, you know, you're kind you of can't becoming bonded but to envision it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Part 
part of the problem with asking people, hey, would you buy this? I mean, I just posted yesterday about, um, you know, Colgate toothpaste, decided to do a brand extension in the 80s because frozen food was just getting sold like hotcakes. Everybody wanted frozen food. So Colgate came out with beef lasagna. Colgate. Mm. It's like Colgate beef lasagna. Now, Colgate is a big company, Colgate Palmolive. I, you cannot tell me that they didn't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on research. And they talked to people and they said, would you buy this beef lasagna? And those people are probably like, yeah, sure. You know, like, I, it, but the problem is, you know, people will say one thing and do something else. That's a problem in marketing. That's a problem in life. It's a problem in relationships. No. This is the whole thing, you know, because people don't really know what's motivating them. They just know what they're going to respond to. Um, so I, I guess it's not really answering your question because you're right. I think it does depend on the product, the market, who they're going after, how much they're trying to like extend the brand, what the products might look like, you know, where do they have authority now? Um, you know, how do customers trust them, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but they really just need to think about the psychological side of that as well as things like brand architecture, right? So if I walked into a store that I, like an Aldi, like, you know, you trust mm -hmm. Aldi to have something, it's really low price. When you're watching your budget, you walk into Aldi and that's where you buy your staples. Now, if I walked into Aldi and all of a sudden they still have my staples, but they had like a row in the middle that had, I don't know, like steaks that cost $50. Yeah. How am I going to feel about all the budget stuff? It's going to affect the existing product perception too. Am I going to think all of a sudden, well, if they can afford to sell this, they're selling $200 bottles of champagne in the middle of Aldi. Are they really giving me the best price they can on all of this cheaper stuff? So that's the other thing. It's like when you stretch in one direction, you kind of stretch away from the other direction too. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.